Brothers and sisters, some of you may relate. I am so old that when I was young, I didn't drink water from a bottle. It was something like this. Actually, in the town I grew up in, there are all these water, green water bubblers is what we called them. And it was actually pretty good water. Came, we had a lot of natural springs in town. It's cold, it's refreshing, but water is water whether it's from a fountain, a bubbler, or a bottle that you buy. But when you add God's powerful word to that ordinary water, then you get something extraordinary. Baptism. Today as we continue this sermon series, Shining Lights, looking at things that, that shine their light on Jesus, we're not looking at a person today, we're looking at a gift from God. Baptism. Baptism that points us to Jesus. Now we're going to look at you know, those words from Luke I read earlier of Jesus' baptism, which is going to be a little, a little different, a little tricky, because Jesus' baptism is not the same thing as our baptism. So let's first talk about Jesus' baptism. Jesus' baptism means that he is on our side. And if you're a fill-in-the-blank kind of person, that's the first fill-in-the-blank in the worship folder. You see, Jesus didn't really need baptism. He's perfect. He has no sin. He doesn't need that forgiveness given through baptism. The Bible says, God made him who had no sin, that's Jesus, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus didn't need the forgiveness of sins. He had no sins to be forgiven. So why was he baptized? He was baptized to show that he is on our side. Even John realized that Jesus didn't need it. Right? I, what I read earlier from Luke, John said, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. John knew Jesus didn't need it. John knew that, that he, he didn't even deserve to, to tie Jesus' shoelaces, which, by the way, that was the lowest job for the lowest slave back then. And, and he, he mentions Jesus, he'll baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. That's talking about something that happened three years after this. Pentecost. In fact, Jesus used almost the exact same language to tell his disciples about Pentecost. Remember, that that's when um, there, there are these little flames, little tongues of fire that, that came on the disciples and the Holy Spirit came on them. They could speak in different languages. Jesus, he, he did not need baptism. So why did he do it? to show that he's on our side. Let's talk about baptism for just a minute. Um, baptism, the English word, comes from a Greek word in the Bible, uh, baptizo is what's pronounced, and it means to wash with water. Very common, regular Greek word. So back then, you would wash your hands. You'd baptizo, you'd baptize your hands. You'd wash them. You'd Baptize the dishes when you wash them. When you, you took a bath, you baptized yourself. You washed yourself with water. The Greek word simply means to wash something with water. 
Now, the Jews took it one step further, and they had this ceremonial washing. Um, it wasn't to get dirt off. It was to ceremonially make something clean. Um, so all they did, they dipped their hands in some water, and they'd be ceremonial clean. Now, any parents today, if, if your kids just dipped their hands in the water and didn't scrub with soap and water, that, that's not clean. But this wasn't to get dirt off. The ceremonial washing was just a, a ceremonial thing. Well, that was the Jews. Jesus took it even one step further. Adding God's powerful word, he made it a sacrament. Water by itself, I mean, it's just water. But you add the word of God, and that's when it becomes a washing of forgiveness. Which brings us back to why was Jesus baptized? Because he didn't need that baptism. He didn't need that forgiveness. He did it to show that he's on our side. So, so maybe think of, um, think of the, the hardest time you've gone through. And, and just picture in your mind Jesus walking up to you in that moment, right next to you, and putting his hand on your shoulder. He's right there with you. He's right there next to you for you. In those trials of fire, he's right there next to you. Those times when it seems like life is, is washing over you and is going to wash you away, He is right there standing with you and for you. Which is even more amazing when you think of who is with Jesus. Look back at what Luke chapter 3 tells us. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as He was praying, heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Now in church circles we call this the Trinity. You see God the Father, His voice talking to His Son. You see the, the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit descending on in some form that looked like a dove. And of course God the Son, Jesus, standing right there which fits perfectly since in baptism we're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus has the Father and the Holy Spirit with Him. And Jesus is with us. He's on our side. That's what Jesus' baptism means. So what does our baptism mean? Our baptism means we're on His side. Remember it said about the, the sacrament of baptism, right? It forgives sins. It washes away those sins. Uh, the, the, the one passage I read earlier today uh, from Titus, th this is what it said. He saved us, God saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. So, so let's break this down. 
It says, He saved us not because of righteous things we had done. God doesn't look at you and say, you're such a great parent, come on to heaven. He doesn't say, look, look how good you are at sports, come on in. He doesn't say, look how good grades you get, you're coming in. He doesn't look at, at how often you come to church or how much you give to church. He doesn't look at that. He doesn't save us because of good, righteous things we have done. No. He saves us because of His mercy. Simply, because He loves us. And how? He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. He saved us through baptism. So think of um, when you've been working at home, maybe you've been working in the yard or in a car or something, but where your hands are just really dirty. So you've got to scrub with soap and water to get all that stuff off. Think of God's Word as that powerful thing connected with the Word that, that does all the work of baptism that washes away the greatest stain of sin. I don't know about you, but I'm really glad about that. Put it this way. Let's say for some reason, someone decides to write a book about you. And so they research. They interview your family, your parents, your friends. They interview your coworkers. They set up cameras and record everything you do for years. They put an app on your phone. They, they track your computer time. They know everything about you. What is the one chapter that you would be horrified if anyone read it? You know, little kids, sometimes they hide stuff under the bed or in the closet. As adults, we tend to hide things more up here. But that's exactly why baptism is so amazing. Through the, the washing of rebirth and renewal, God washes away all sin. And everything Jesus did becomes ours. The Bible puts it this way. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that you know, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Back in ancient times, Christians tried to depict this very thing in how they baptized people. This is a, a picture of an ancient baptismal pool, I guess. Uh, this happens to be in Turkey, and you notice a few things already. Number one, it's you know, not, a, not a stand, not a bowl, it's in the ground. And it's in the shape of a cross, makes sense. That everything that Christ did in baptism becomes ours, Right? His perfect life becomes ours in baptism. The forgiveness He won through His death becomes ours in baptism. The victory of His resurrection becomes ours through baptism. And so the idea is, you see the steps, right? 
they would always go down the steps into the water, be baptized, and don't go back the same way. They would go up the other steps, visually showing the old is drowned and the new comes up. We are buried with Christ in the waters of baptism and rise up a new person. And so Jesus says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. What an amazing gift baptism is, right? So let me just say this. If you're visiting today, if you're just watching online for the first time, and, and, or maybe you've done this for a while, but you're not baptized, or your kids aren't, talk to me after church. Message me. I, baptisms are one of the best parts of my job. Talk to me or Pastor Cook if you know him. We would love to baptize you and your family. But now, if you've been baptized and it's been a while since you've been baptized, that still has an impact on you right now every day. And maybe to illustrate that or to help us understand that, I'm going to use Disney. The Disney movie, Beauty and the Beast. Spoiler, if you've not seen it, the beast becomes a prince at the end. It's decades old. If you haven't seen it by now, you're not going to see it. The animated movie. The guy that was in charge of animating this scene where the beast transforms into the prince is actually a Christian. His name, I always forget this, his name is Glenn Keane, I think. And he was having a trouble trying to figure out how to animate this pivotal scene in the movie. And he took inspiration from his favorite Bible verse, which he always had right there in his office. Bible verse is this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Isn't that an awesome way to think of baptism? The old, the, the sin that is gone, that is forgiven, is washed away, and the new is there. And that brings us back to Jesus' baptism, right? His baptism means he's on our side. So when we're in the hospital, he's right there with us. When we are struggling with finances, he's right there with us. When you're struggling with sexual identity, he's right there with you. In the hard times, Jesus is right there. And when the, devil, when the devil reminds you of your past, Jesus is right there. And you, you could then remind the devil of his future. Jesus' baptism means he is on our side. And our baptism means that we are on his side in eternity. All that Christ has done becomes ours through baptism. So, when you're tempted, fight that temptation. And, and 
you know, celebrate your baptism. Do you know the day that you were baptized? I mean, the actual date. Years ago, I had to look this up because I didn't know it. It's November 27th. Now think about that. If, if we celebrate our birth dates, can we also celebrate our rebirth dates? So if you don't know what your baptismal date is, odds are we have it in the church records. And um, you could probably look it up yourself. If a few years ago you set up your own account for our, our church software, um, Church Community Builder, you can log in and, and the record should be right there. If you don't have that, you can call our church office and find out. I mean, what a great thing to, to actually celebrate the day that your sins were washed away and you're made a child of your Father in heaven. I don't know if you have a dog or not. Um, growing up, and I don't know if every dog's this way, but the dog we had growing up, every time we gave him a bath, he would just run around the house afterwards like crazy. I mean, just Even though he's 15 years old, he's acting like a puppy. I, I don't know if every dog does that when they have a bath, but he was just so excited. And I don't know why, but maybe because he was clean. I, I don't know. But you think of a, a dog just running like crazy and so happy. Rejuvenated. That's what baptism does for us. It rejuvenates us. And remembering what God has done for us in baptism can rejuvenate us every day. Jesus' baptism means he's on your side. Our baptism means we are on his side in eternity. Forgiveness is ours. Salvation is ours. Heaven is waiting for us. And so my friends, remember your baptism and live as a baptized forgiven child of God. Amen.